Homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. Today I've been asked to give some short instructions on how to meditate on the Anumana Sutta. This was the teaching that was given by Venerable Mahamogalana in order to give a, a method of how to infer about one's conduct, whether one is easy to instruct, as in following instructions, willing to listen, easy to admonish, give feedback to, versus whether one is difficult to instruct, unwilling to listen, unwilling to follow instructions or to receive uh, feedback. So in this particular sutta, if you're not familiar with it, you can access the session we did on why we struggle to understand the Dhamma. In this teaching, Venerable Mahamogalana uses this simile of the mirror, that when you look in the mirror and you see blemishes, then you want to actually clean it up and make an effort to actually remove them. But uh, when you look in the mirror and there's no blemishes, then one is happy. So this is what we're going to do in the meditation. So to do this meditation, you look at the qualities that make us duvacho. So this is difficult to instruct, difficult to receive feedback, unwilling to listen or follow the instructions. And this is very much like Venerable Mahamogalana has instructed to say, you look in the mirror and you see whether there are any blemishes. And so you go down the list and you bring up your own examples to actually see where some of these qualities do or have existed. And so by going down the list, the first one is, do I have evil wishes and am dominated by evil wishes? Pretty much this is very much around when you have a superior view around yourself. And so you expect superior treatment, superior uh, requisites, and to be given the superior seat. And when you don't get it, you get angry. And so you look at that. The second one is around glorifying oneself and having contempt for others. So this is when you raise yourself and lower others. The easiest way of looking at this is particularly when you lower other people, when you actually demean them or belittle them. In that way, you can see whether you are indirectly or directly raising oneself. The third one is when you get angry and you become overcome by anger. So this is when you receive feedback or instruction and you, you get angry. And then the second one, it escalates. This is when you become hostile. So you actually start grudging against someone who's trying to help you. The sixth one is uh, when you're stubborn and it's because of anger. So you're really becoming quite mentally rigid. There's almost um, some kind of stubbornness that overcomes. So even when someone tries to teach you or instruct you or give you feedback, uh, one doesn't want to accept it. And then the sixth one is you, you get angry but you utter words that are bordering on anger. So in this case, the one that's easy to see is when you have physical conduct that starts to shake, that uh, your, your face maybe screws up and you start to get uh, demonstrating towards your anger, but not actually saying the words. And then the seventh one is when someone's giving you feedback or instructing, you start resisting. And so you might make noises or you might actually just start to want to walk away. The eighth one is when you are given feedback or instructions and you start to denigrate the reprover. So you start to belittle them. The ninth one is when someone gives you feedback and you actually start counter attacking them so or counter reproving them. So you start picking on them. So when they actually give you some feedback, you actually start to turn it around on them. 
The tenth one is when you start to prevaricate and you actually do get angry. You actually want to take the conversation away. And so when someone's giving you feedback, it's just a simple case of actually taking the conversation away. But you might actually show anger and bitterness and hatred. And then the eleventh one is when you're the way I think about it is you're in a concrete bunker that someone's giving you feedback or instruction or even admonishing you and you actually just turn off. Uh, there's a brick wall. It doesn't go through. And so in many ways, you actually uh, behave in a way that ignores them or is quite abrupt. The 12th uh, starts to look at the mental qualities. So this is derogation and disparaging, which we know is Makkah and Palasa. Do you look at that? You look at, do you have those mental stains where you belittle someone, take away their good qualities, and in the case of disparaging, that you're actually fault-finding and seeing quite negative aspects to the person, and it's an escalation from hostility. The 13th is looking at envy and stinginess. So envy, as we know, is we're actually not happy for another person because they have success or gain. And with the stinginess, if you recall, there are the five kinds of stinginess. So you go through that to see whether you actually have blocks towards people and, and situations based out of one's stinginess. The 14th is actually looking at fraud, which is the sata, and deceit, which is the maya. So you're looking at really, in the, in the sense of sata, you're looking at the dishonesty. And with the deceit, it's the mental stain that has a lot of pretentiousness. The 15th is looking at obstinacy and arrogance. So this is the Thamba and also the Atimanya. And this one is really saying, well, you're quite stubborn. You refuse to budge. Uh, this is the obstinacy and stubbornness. And with the conceit, it's actually around uh, this arrogance of I am better. And so you refuse to receive instruction or feedback out of these reasons. And so you really need to look at those mental stains and actually clean them up. And then the last one is really looking at do you are you tenaciously holding to your own views? And really that's quite easy to see in this meditation because if you're willing to actually tolerate unwholesome behavior, any of the 15 that we've gone through, then really this is where you're tenaciously tolerating the wrong practice. And by that, you, you see you're actually holding the wrong view. And so you need to actually admit that and relinquish it. Now in this meditation, what Venerable Mahamoglana is saying is, if you see this in another person, any of these qualities, you wouldn't like it. So the easiest way to actually relinquish or abandon this unwholesome conduct or qualities is actually to then turn it around and look at oneself and say, well, if I have that, then other people won't want to be around me or to tolerate me. And so this is what you do when you do the meditation. So when you complete going through the duvacho qualities, the ones where you are not easy to instruct, then you actually make a strong intention not to have or harness those qualities that you want to practice on the Buddha's Noble Eightfold Path and you want to be suvacho. And so when you come to suvacho, in the, this part of the meditation, you actually run through the list of 16, which is the opposite of duvacho. 
And you actually harness or cultivate gladness in the mind when you actually see that you don't have any of the unwholesome qualities. So you actually rejoice when you don't have the evil wishes. You rejoice when you're not glorifying yourself and having contempt for others. You rejoice when you don't get angry in any of those ways when you receive feedback or instruction or admonishment. You also rejoice in the mind when you receive that feedback and instruction and you take it really well that you don't resist, you don't denigrate the person who's trying to help you, you don't counter reprove and you don't prevaricate or lead the conversation aside. And so you actually account for your behavior. And so you rejoice when you're actually walking in the footsteps of the noble ones that you are actually willing to bend, willing to be open and receptive to receive instruction to receive help on the Noble Eightfold Path. And then when you look at the mental qualities of derogation, disparaging, envy, stinginess, fraud, uh, deceit, obstinacy and arrogance, when you know those qualities, those mental stains are not there, you rejoice. There's gladness in the mind because you are actually on the path towards Nibbana and you are actually Suvacho towards Buddha and the Noble Arahants. And then the last one is when you know that you're not holding on to views, particularly the one where you're willing to tolerate unwholesome conduct, that where you're willing to bend so that you have the higher virtue, the Adisila, that you know that on the Buddha's Noble Eightfold Path, this is what helps you, that helps you to have good friendships, good spiritual friendships, that you know that when you are easy to instruct, people want to be around you to help you and help you progress on the path. And so when you come to this part of the meditation, you actually uh, rejoice, gladness comes to the mind. This is a concentration that when you fully develop it, it's a very strong concentration because the mind becomes very, very bright, very, very luminous. And it comes from the foundation of higher virtue. And so when you concentrate the mind, you actually allow the mind to be suffused with this rapture. And then when that rapture comes, there is the pleasure. And then when the pleasure comes, after that, when you relinquish that, the body becomes very, very tranquil and equanimity can come after that point. And so this is the meditation and this is something that Venerable Mahamukalana encourages us to do frequently, that even if we can do this daily, this is very supportive of our practice and as often as possible, uh, this is the encouragement because it's very helpful towards the Noble Eightfold Path. Let's share the merit with all sentient beings. May all beings be happy May all beings be safe. May all beings be free of suffering. Wishing you all well. Blessings of the Triple Gem. Peruan Saranai.